Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call.
Notably in the quarter, we successfully installed and commissioned uh, and you know commenced commissioning of ball mill number three rather. We uh, will now begin to increase throughput to 45,000 tons per day and improve grind size and recovery. We also continued exploration drilling and announced some significant results at New Ingerbell and Cameron Copper in Australia. I'll go into that uh, a little later in the call. Now I'll now turn the call over to Eric who will detail our operating results and development plan. Thanks, Gil. Uh, I want to first start with an update on safety. To begin, we had no lost time injuries in the third quarter. Our total injury frequency rate this year continues to trend lower and our leading indicators are trending positively. I'll now move on to production. Turning to slide five. The mine continued to perform in line with expectations. Production remained strong and was more moderate compared to the first half of the year as ore supply transitioned out of the higher grade portion of the main pit. Mill feed grade in Q3 was 0.37% copper. Phase two ore supply will increase in this quarter. This will result in a lower mill feed grade and production in Q4 while we continue to commission and ramp up production on ball mill three. Seven million tons of waste was moved from phase four during the quarter, accounting for 62% of the total waste movement. Phase four mining is continuing to progress and it will be the primary source of higher grade ore for 2022 and 2023. The one kilometer trolley ramp construction is complete with 0.4 million tons of material moved during the quarter. The installation of trolley power poles and electrical power supply lines continued in the quarter, with completion expected in early 2022. The project is on schedule for commissioning in the first half of 2022. Turning to slide six. The mill maintained high operating time during the third quarter with copper recovery within expectations. Mill throughput was similar to the second quarter and continued to be restricted at times while processing very high grade ore to manage copper recovery and filter capacity. As mentioned last quarter, we are advancing the installation of a second concentrate filter press and an additional cleaner column to remove the restrictions to mill throughput when in very high grade ore. I will discuss this in more detail shortly. Turning to slide seven. We achieved a significant milestone as the installation of ball mill three was completed and began commissioning in September. The new mill will increase throughput to 45,000 tons per day and achieve a finer grind to improve overall metal recovery by three to 5%. Wet commissioning will commence shortly and we expect to add slurry to the mill early this month. Full ramp up is, ex is expected to be completed by the end of this year. Turning to slide eight. After installing ball mill three, our longer term mill plan, as outlined in our 65,000 ton a day life of mine study, includes installing another concentrate filter press and increasing cleaner circuit flotation capacity. Both projects have been advanced and are currently in construction, with commissioning planned for the first half of 2022. This new filter press will be installed in an extension to the existing concentrate storage building, as shown in the schematic on the right side of this slide, allowing the mill to maintain maximum tonnage rates 
while processing higher grade ore for extended periods. A single new large flotation column cell will be installed inside the existing mill building, as shown in the schematic on the left side of the slide. This cleaner cell will support maximum cleaner circuit recovery on all ore types, eliminating a production bottleneck at high grade and tonnage. These projects are part of our longer-term growth plan, and they generate significant value by increasing our overall return on invested capital in the mill. I will now turn the call over to Rod to go over our financial results. Thank you, Eric. Turning to slide nine, the company had a solid third quarter that included sales of 24.4 million pounds of copper, a little over 8,300 ounces of gold, and 142,000 ounces of silver. Revenue for the third quarter was 137 million, net of pricing adjustments and treatment charges. This was based on an average copper price of US 427 per pound of copper as compared to US 297 per pound of copper for Q3 2020. This was a 44% increase in revenue for Q3 2021 compared to Q3 2020 resulting from higher sales volume and metal prices realized in Q3 2021. Cost of sales for the third quarter of 2021 was 70.5 million compared to 52.9 million for the third quarter of 2020. Q3 2021 cost of sales was net of 11.3 million of deferred stripping costs compared to 6.4 million of deferred stripping costs in Q3 2020. This resulted in a gross profit of around 67 million for the third quarter of 2021, compared to 42 million for the same period in 2020. Turning to slide 10, net income for the quarter was 25.8 million in Q3 2021, or 8 cents per share, compared to 33.2 million, or 13 cents per share, in Q3 2020. Net income included a non cash unrealized foreign exchange loss of about 7.6 million compared to a non-cash unrealized foreign exchange gain of 6.9 million in Q3 2020, a difference of approximately 14.5 million, which is primarily related to the company's debt that is denominated in US dollars. In the third quarter of 2021, EBITDA was about 61.5 million and adjusted EBITDA was 77.1 million. Cash flow from operations was 91 million in the third quarter of 2021, compared to 39 million for Q3 2020. We made investments of 28 million during the quarter into capital projects, of which a majority was for the Ball Mill 3 expansion project, which commenced commissioning right before the end of the quarter. Other projects included additional expenditures on the cleaner circuit column addition, filter press expansion, the trolley assist project, and contact water management systems at the mine site. In Q2, the company successfully completed the US $250 million bond issue. We used the proceeds from the bond issue to retire the mine's senior credit facility. And in Q3, we retired the remaining balance of the term loan due to JBIC, significantly simplifying the company's debt structure and allowing the company to access 100% of the cash flow from the mine. Our total long-term debt at the end of Q3 2021 was 342 million Canadian, 
of which a majority is due in April 2026, almost five years out. Based on our Q3 2021 results, including the ending cash position of $199 million, which includes $16 million of restricted cash, the net debt to 12 months trailing EBITDA was 0.6. This is a significant improvement over the comparative period last year. The company is now very well positioned financially for organic growth. I will now turn the call back to Gil. Hey, thanks, Rod. Turning to slide 11, in addition to the development projects we're advancing, we continue to invest in exploration drilling in BC at the Copper Mountain Mine and the Cameron Project area in Queensland, Australia. In BC, uh, drill results announced in September at New Ingerbell doubled the depth of the mineralization and extended it a long strike, and still the deposit remains open. We currently have four active uh, drills at the Copper Mountain Mine with a fifth to be added this month. You can see on this slide the existing New Ingerbell pit outline. It's uh, shown as a dashed black line in the inset and on the long section. Uh, the current reserve outline is defined by the red dashed line in the inset and the gray shaded area in the long section. And you can see how deep we've drilled. Uh, of note, there are intersections of 261 meters of 0.61% copper equivalent and 153 meters of 0.43% copper equivalent that are below the existing reserve pit. There is also a very long 359-meter uh, intercept of 0.41% copper equivalent drilled in the deposit center. This is just some of the continued strong results uh, that bode well for potential significant increases in mineral resources and reserves at New Ingerbell. The company will continue to drill uh, into 2022 and produce a new life of mine plan for publication mid next year. We'll be introducing, or sorry, we'll be including analysis and trade-offs to contemplate a higher milling rate beyond the 65,000 tons per day expansion study released yet last year. We're also drilling at the Copper Mountain North and main pits, and these deposits have uh, significant inferred resources beyond our current uh, pit limits. We're going to extend and upgrade these uh, resources uh, into the reserve categories. Turning to slide 12, in Australia, we have a regional exploration program currently underway focused on the Cameron Copper Project. Cameron's located about 40 kilometers south of our EVA Copper Project development and consists of high potential copper and copper gold targets. The results uh, to date are very encouraging. We've identified three large mineralized zones and the drilling indicates a potential for a more extensive mineralized system. The uh, initial drill program tested uh, the geophysical and geochemistry uh, work that we've done so far, and these mineralized zones show more continuity with uh, increased drilling, so um, they also remain uh, open to expansion. There are numerous targets yet to be drill tested. Um, more drilling is required, and we plan to develop these targets in a systematic program for next year. The current results confirm our belief that there is good potential for the discovery of material copper resources, and 
and we're cautiously optimistic about CAMERA's potential to meet our goal of finding our next mine project uh, development, and uh, that would be after EVA on our existing land position in the Mount Isa region. To wrap up our formal portion of the presentation, 22 and 2023 will be exciting years for Copper Mountain as we continue to invest and advance our organic growth plans. We continue to have strong financial and operating results and we're focused on de-risking and uh, reaching our growth objectives. The company is now well positioned uh, to achieve our vision to triple copper production from 2020 production levels within five years and do it the right way. With that operator, we can open up the call for questions. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we will now begin the question and answer session. Should you have a question, please press star followed by the one on your touchtone phone. You will then hear a three-tone prompt acknowledging your request and your questions will be polled in the order that they are received. Should you wish to decline from the polling process, please press star followed by the two. If you are using a speakerphone, please lift the handset before pressing any keys. One moment for your first question. Your first question does come from Stefan Iwanu from Cormac Securities. Please go ahead. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Yeah, thanks very much, guys. Um, just maybe first off, just like a quick housekeeping question, just on the, the deferred stripping, you know, given where you're at year-to-date and, and Q4, um, should, should we anticipate a similar level going into Q4 as Q3, or will it revert back towards sort of some of the guides you gave previously for the year? I think uh, this is Eric Dell here. Um, I think uh, our stripping rates will remain similar to Q3, um, and so that, that would... Uh, really apply to the deferred stripping as well. Okay, okay, got it. And then I guess I guess sort of on a more exciting note, um, just, you know, looking at, at this current quarter, I guess, on, on EVA itself, um, can you just sort of remind us of some of the key milestones here coming up in, in short order that, you know, might give the market a bit more clarity on exactly what's happening there? Yeah, thanks, Stefan. It's Gil. Um, we're completing our capital estimate. As a matter of fact, we're just going through the details of it now. We're updating our OPEX uh, for board review in December, and we, we expect to uh, make some project announcement at that time after the board's had a chance to review um, our updated um, financial models for the project. And uh, so I would expect that we will have um, market disclosure uh, sometime in, in December um, or in fact, uh, at the latest early January, but we're we're on track for December. Okay, okay, great. Thanks very much, guys. Your next question comes from Oras Wakada from Scotiabank. Please go ahead. Hi, good morning. Uh, Gil, could we get a, maybe an update on how you're thinking about the sequencing and timing of the Copper Mountain expansion? Like, is the the technical report that came out, I guess, in 2020 indicated that you'd be building that expansion in 22 and 23 with production um, hitting in 24. Should, should we think about that as more now being pushed out in the sense of coming sequencing after EVA, assuming you, you move forward with that? So, Oris, it's, um, we've had a long time to 
or we've had the opportunity to significantly review our operating plans since that 65,000 ton per day technical report has come out. We've, you know, we've had some additional exploration drilling, obviously, uh, with New Ingerbell. We have to refine that work on New Ingerbell in terms of the of the of the design and sequencing. Um, but more importantly, we've done a huge amount of of drilling on Copper Mountain North and the main pit, and we're finishing up a lot of reserve work on the main pit this year. And, um, you know, to be cautiously optimistic about this, um, we are experiencing some very positive results in the drilling program, which is which is causing us to to revise our our sequencing targets just a bit. And we're, that's the whole premise of this updated study for we plan to put out at the end of of Q2. So when we look at the sequencing, we have actually a lot of mine sequencing on the Copper Mountain side of, you know, good good grade production over the next four to five years. And I would say that um, from a cash flow perspective over the next five years, the best cash flow actually can come from the Copper Mountain side of the operation. So it gives us the time to look look at the new information on New Ingerbell and and uh, redevelop a phase plan. So I would suggest that, you know, we've got a good solid five, even seven years of really good production coming out of the Copper Mountain side, um, but we're gonna probably phase into Ingerbell somewhere in the, you know, three, four, five-year period, um, uh, you know, on, on an outlook basis. Uh, it just depends on what the sequencing looks like when we're finished our work in the first quarter. Would you still do the expansion to 65,000 tons a day without New Ingerbell? Like, is that a scenario? Effectively, you're just feeding it from the main pit. Well, we have, um, we have, um, let's say we 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 expect to be significantly updating our 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 reserves um, on the on the main pit or the Copper Mountain side as well. So. Um, when we complete that study, I don't think we necessarily have to wait for an, you know, an in investment on expansion for, let's say, New Ingerbell coming in right away. If we don't, if you know, it, 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 it may not be necessary to do that. Is I guess is what I'm saying. So, uh, but that'll all come to light here as we do the expansion study. So the question now is, in our mind. If we scale up, if you look at our resource and including the inferred, we have currently on our books over about 50 years roughly of, of resource. And our whole effort and goal here is to continue to expand and grow the reserves and then look at the appropriate scale of the plant to match, to match that reserve and give us a productive output that um, allows us to um, accelerate some of the cash flows that we have, um, uh, potential cash flows that we have on a, on a, you know, if you look out um, a number of years. That's a, it's, um, it, it's. I guess it's an, a bit of an enviable position for us to be in right now as we start to look at at all this invested capital that we have at Copper Mountain and making some incremental investments in in uh, capacity and scale uh, to be able to. Uh, affect uh, an even greater return on that on that capital. Okay. And, and just um, finally, if I could, I mean, we're hearing quite a bit about capital operating inflation um, all, all across the mining industry, but especially Australia. Um, at, at this stage, do you have any sense of, 
of what the impact could be to to your outlook for Ava? I think you know you're right. I mean, there's in inflationary increases across the board. I mean, Australia is still a little bit, you know, it's obviously closed and it's a little bit of a, a closed uh, a closed economy a little bit right now with um, uh, tightness in supply. Um, generally, across the board, you you know, everybody's experiencing higher steel uh, costs and uh, some fuel cost escalations, as we mentioned in in the uh, in the presentation. Um, you know that's obviously the same, the same case in Australia. Um, they have a, an added uh, issue there with respect to um, reinforced concrete, so cement costs are higher as well right now. So there's a little bit of a, there's a little bit of a in some of those commodities. There's a little bit of a hyperinflationary in, um, environment, and it's not to be expected given where we are currently. Uh, we think that that's just it's going to you know, dissipate, but um, it's it's it is having a look. It is having an impact on our 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 capital updates. Uh, we'll provide more color on that uh, as we move into into uh, December here. But you know, that's going to be part of the conversation we have uh, with the board and and the disclosure we do at that time. Um, operating costs we see on the other hand are are actually coming down over what we had in the feasibility study. So so. Um, Net net, um, we think we have a absolutely a solid project here, and 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 we'll provide some guidance as to what to do at that time. One of the the issues and concerns that we have is making sure that that the uh, the vaccination rates are up to the point where they can open up um, the the state again to travel without significant quarantine, and they're still in that phase right now. So we'll just uh, have a little bit. And you know we're no no rush or panic here, Orist. I mean we've got we've got all the control with respect to this project in our hands, and um, we'll continue to advance detailed engineering and just be ready for for um, a go decision on this project once it uh, gives us the green light. Thanks, Gil. Ladies and gentlemen, as a reminder, should you have a question? Please press star followed by the one. Your next question does come from Pierre Zialancourt from Haywood. Please go ahead. Hi guys, uh, Gil, could, could you just clarify for us what what the nature of the announcement is going to be like the uh, the December announcement or or early 22? <clears throat> does this have to do with with uh, financing or? Uh, decision to go ahead. I, I'm, I'm just trying to get a sense of what what to expect in the coming months on uh, on Eva. <clears throat> well, you know, uh, as I said, we previously, Pierre, um, we've been working on you know finishing off the capital estimate, and I think that's really well in hand right now. Um, as I said, we're just doing um, a little bit of the nits on that. We're up. We've updated our copex, uh, opex rather. Um, got our labor rates defined. We've got, um, you know, things like uh, nailing down our costs and other things that are actually key cost drivers. So that'll be updated in this study. And the uh, project financing is is coming together. We've always said that, you know, we'll have all those three elements um, in hand to discuss with our board in December. So uh, without jumping to a conclusion here, all those elements will be in hand. We'll have our conversation with the board in December, 
and we will we will discuss um, EVA with the market whether there's a uh, um, development decision made at that time or a deferral made at that time or whatever we will uh, we will have some disclosure for the capital market so from our perspective um, the um, the the project um, um, economics um, will be uh, ready to be updated for uh, discussion with the board in in December um, I'm this is a great project it's got extremely low capital it is uh, its capital intensity is low uh, the operating costs are very strong uh, we have a good long reserve life it's a great project uh, the only element that we have that we see from a real um, you know risk perspective here right now is just whether or not we're going to have Queensland and the rest of Australia opening up as, as a result of their COVID restrictions because during in that environment there, there, there's the potential for some uh, hyperinflation to hap happen because it is such a tight closed market, so we're going to have to just address timing, uh, et cetera, and uh, risk associated with that. So as, as things stand now, when, when would you uh, make a, a, a go or no-go decision on this? I'll, we'll, you know, we'll let you know in December. Okay. Oh. Can, you, uh, can you elaborate a little bit? Um, just just update us on on financing. I know I know you know Rod. You've mentioned you want to um, not not do equity. Maybe maybe just update us a little bit on on your thinking there. How, how that's evolved. Sure, Pierre. Um, one of the things that, that we did, as you know, as part of that bond financing, is it allowed us access to cash flow from the Copper Mountain Mine 100%. And so we view that as, as our equity source for the for EVA project. And combining that with standalone project financing, we believe we can finance this project without further dilution to the company. Okay, so, so does that, for example, uh, involve streaming? Is that, is that still on the table? I mean, we, we keep all, all options open until you're, you're done at the very end, uh, but we're certainly looking at more traditional project financing. Okay. Thanks, Rob. There are no further questions at this time. Mr. Clausen, you may proceed. Hey, thanks, everybody, for joining us today. Um, I just want to wish everybody a safe and and happy holiday season, um, and uh, certainly have uh, a productive day. Thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes your conference call for today. We thank you for participating and ask that you please disconnect your lines. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious 
this extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.